0: Hi, and welcome to the Local Homeschoolers Podcast, where you come for local resources and encouragement. I'm your host, Autumn Frisbee. All right. um, I'm so excited to have Marissa Lavin with us today and to hear about her homeschool story. So let's get started and jump right in. Marissa, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, about your family, anything you would like to share?
1: Sure. It's great to be here, Autumn. Thanks for inviting me. Um, So I am a mom of three. I have three boys. My oldest, Griffin, is 10. My middle one, Tristan, is eight. And then my little one is two and a half. His name is Sawyer. And we live here in Jupiter. Um, And my husband and I, we own a local business called Fitness Redefined. It's a, um, a personal training
0: studio. Great. I'm so glad you're here with me today. And I'm excited to tell the listeners about your homeschool story. So could you jump in and tell them how long you've been homeschooling and kind of what led to your decision to homeschool?
1: Sure, yeah. So um, last year, both of my um, older boys were enrolled in a local charter school. And um, I have to say, you know, we were not planning to make any shifts. And then when the schools closed down, Um, we had switched to virtual schooling. And that experience was incredibly overwhelming for us. Um, We did not do well with it. Um, My kids are, they love screens to play on, but I try to limit their screen exposure in general. Um, I do notice it influences their behavior. So um, as I'm sure you can imagine, uh, you know, kind of forcing them to spend this amount of, you know, enormous amount of time Um, Doing work now and and connecting with school through screens was really difficult and definitely had um, a negative impact on them Um, and Also me I felt really overwhelmed trying to keep up with external demands. So we were really happy to take a break last summer and When I learned that the schools would be requiring masks um, I had to do some internal reflection and for me Um, I have a bit of a different um, orientation with health. Um, I've been working in health for 15 years. My background is in maternal and child health, so I have a master's degree um, in public health, actually. So my personal beliefs in the way that I relate to um, this kind of scenario last year really differed from the main narrative. So I had to really evaluate whether or not I felt it was best for the boys to go Back into the school system, um, with just the nature of, um, you know, what was operating—the fear and the, um, the the requirements in this environment. So um, I just really kind of prayed about it and meditated over it, and it was—it just came to me that it was time for me to separate from the conventional school system and try homeschooling. And you know, when I really did soul searching, it's interesting, Autumn, because. It really hadn't occurred to me before. I didn't think it was an option. I'm a working mom, so I didn't even think that I would ever have the opportunity to uh, stay at home with my kids, but I needed to make a choice that was best for our family. And uh, and I'm so glad that I did because now that I stepped into it, this was our first year homeschooling and it was incredibly transformational. I mean, my kids stepped into a level of freedom and um, a love for nature um, they were able to have an experience that I didn't really even imagine was possible um, in the context of education. So that's kind of this, this was our first year. So I'm a new homeschooling mom, but we really had an amazing year. It almost seems like it was more than a year because
0: of how eventful it was. <laughs> that's so great. So you found freedom. I'm sure you were kind of scared to like jump right in, or were there some fears that you had about deciding, okay, I'm going to do this? and not send them back?
1: Absolutely. Especially because I didn't make the decision and I didn't tell them until the end of the summer. And my oldest son was going into fourth grade and both of my children are so social. They love friends. That was their connection with school, was the community and being part of something. So my my main fear was in my own capacity to carry through with this, right? Um so trusting myself to be able to accomplish it, but then also just feeling fearful that they would maybe resent the choice that I was making, um, keeping them out of school. And um, what really helped though was that was telling them, explaining to them the environment that they had experienced prior to you know COVID and, and all of the changes that came with it, um, that it was just a different environment. And they finally started to own um own the choice. And then once I really I decided, you know what? I'm not I, I decided a few years ago I'm I'm also a life coach. So so I have some practice here. So I wanna just put that out there just so other moms aren't thinking like, you know, where is she getting these tools? Um, so I I don't – I tend to when I feel fear, I don't really act from that place. I like to, you know, bring myself back to calm so I can really think rationally. So I do have some tools there. And when I reset myself, I realized, all right, well, what do I want to create with this? And when I started to focus on what I wanted to create rather than what I was fearful of missing out on um, or, you know, messing up, um, it really – the a whole world of opportunities opened up to us and i can i can tell you a story of what what kind of the first thing that happened when i finally stepped into that different consciousness um but yeah that's that's what i have to say like i definitely wrestled with with all the fears
0: yeah and i think you're right i feel like a lot of parents think their kids are going to miss out okay they're so social that's what they get at school but think about the freedom we have with homeschooling and how many more opportunities there are to socialize and especially in the climate the schools are offering now, there is not that socialization. No. no. So we can give that to them. Um, were you surprised to find a lot of outlets for our community as far as homeschooling and social things you could get them involved in?
1: Yes. I mean, it's really incredible. I mean, there's almost... Homeschooling is almost its own community if you open yourself up to relating with it that way. I mean, I, I'm amazed at what's happened on social media, just connecting with even like just the simple hashtags of homeschooling or just local hashtags, Facebook groups. I mean, there's so much connection available if you are in a place where you're just you're looking for it. and I'll just tell you a quick story. So I'm a big believer in energy and like where your focus goes, energy flows. So when i um I remember the first week of homeschooling, I got together with a friend who had sent her kids – our kids are, are very good friends and she had sent her kids back to school. So we were connecting just for dinner at a local restaurant and it had just rained and there was this giant puddle in the middle of the parking lot and our boys just were like living their best lives, splashing through this giant puddle in a parking lot. And this woman came up to me and she said, um, have you heard of a program called Wildcrafted Child?" And I was like, I, I said to her, no, I hadn't heard of it. And she said, Well, it's a program for homeschooling kids. And she said, and do you homeschool your kids? Like she just almost could sense that my kids were being homeschooled. And this was week one. And I I said, Yeah, actually, this is our first year. And she said, you have to check out this program. And so that was really our entry point. Like we had this incredible opportunity um, that showed up in Wildcrafted Child. Um, it turns out that the um, founder of it is a very good friend of mine now, but I had never met before. And I just you know went in to try it, but it was basically a rewilding program that was not school but was connecting kids to nature and offering this social connection. And it was like a haven in the middle of all of this. My children were more social this year than ever when we were enrolled in school. So what you said is exactly right. There's a world of opportunity out there. I feel as though it's just about kind of believing in yourself enough to just trust that you don't have to know what's going to happen or how this will unfold or even really have control and just have faith. And then, you know, there are just so many options out there. This was one and this was our experience, but I truly believe there's connection and social opportunity in homeschooling.
0: There is. And I think we're just reaching a point where it's going to just keep growing, you know, in our community and across the country. That's my vision for, you know, more people to get into homeschooling and see just the freedom and the opportunity and the way that children change, you know, over time. Um, Have you seen a difference in your children this year as far as learning and growing in that way?
1: Huge. And so, um, so one of the big, um, I've had a lot of major, um, you know, reflections and realizations over this year, and so I had enrolled my children in Wildcrafted Child, which was kind of our time out in nature with friends, and then I had planned to follow fourth and second grade curriculum. I just chose a curriculum. Uh, and there, you know, there's so many options there, and I, I specifically did not want to do something online um, because we ju- we just try to limit screens as much as possible. I mean, and just leave it for, for kind of the fun stuff, but there are some beautiful online programs. It just wasn't, didn't align with, um, with my personal, our family strategy, but I, I chose to follow these curriculums. And when I, when I had, um, scheduled the time for the kids to sit with these, um, you know, the, kind of the, the standard curriculum. I really I had major resistance. I was met with huge resistance from my kids. And not because they don't like to learn, but somehow the idea of me teaching them, they it was really uncomfortable and then they, you know, just much like in school, they just didn't want to do worksheets and, you know, kind of formal learning. So, I it was so uncomfortable. There was so much resistance that I just thought, okay, I, I need to rethink this. So I actually took a break and I and I gave them time to just kind of freely engage with this new experience of homeschooling. And I just kind of like observed where where I could fit in the learning part of homeschooling. And um, you know. This and this is just our family and kind of the nature of of me and my children you know and I, I reflect back on how I was as a learner because I was always a really great student, but I never connected with what I was learning. I just did it out of duty and you know for my parents it was really important to get really good grades so I would I would always make the grade but I just never really cared about or retained what I learned I, and, and this happened this continued through even I, I could say grad school and what's interesting is as an adult, and this was kind of the awareness that came to me as my kids were resisting the formal education that you know as an adult i cannot get enough education i can i seek out as much learning as possible and i absolutely love it but i choose it you know it it comes out of me rather than it being kind of set as an external standard that i have to fulfill so I really thought, you know, well, these are my children, right? They're extensions of me. So maybe this is, I, you know, I kind of have to roll with this idea a little bit. And what I learned is that we we were able to integrate learning into functional life experiences. So everything that we do involves some kind of learning. So I have to say that like my my experience has been almost more of like an unschooling, free schooling model. Um, and we it's been amazing. So we – we were interested in philosophy. So we studied, you know, I I was ordering books off of Amazon on, you know, topics that we were interested in. And we would just build off of, you know, me reading to them and them reading and, and, you know, asking questions. And I really tried to follow more of like a framework rather than a specific let's reach these benchmarks. And I am amazed at how they have flourished this year. They kept up. They still, you know, when I when I once in a while will test them just to see, you know, the fourth grader, it's the long division and, you know, the um the paragraph writing and things like that. And with the second grader, you know, with Tristan, it's more of the um, you know, the the subtraction, the borrowing and and then some of the grammar and the writing. So, you know, I'll check in with them once in a while, but I mean, they're still evolving. It's amazing that without setting these rigid external standards, they have still been growing into their education just by taking the pressure away. So, I mean, that's been my experience.
0: I love that because I feel like we know that one size doesn't fit all, but in school or in public school, at least that's what they're pushing out. And we know that some students just will not rise to that level. Um, and I think that when you start homeschooling, there's a big pressure of you have to do it this way and you have to have a curriculum. But we're seeing as we go along, like as our homeschool experience grows, we're seeing that they need to have like interest led or it's going to be resistant,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> at least for
0: some boys. Oh, I find that my daughter is a little different, but, um, but each child is different.
1: Right. And out of respect for that, I mean, I think there's so many, you know, there's so much pressure when we – you know, I I talk about this with my um, life coaching clients a lot about about surfing. And it's hilarious because I'm totally – I'm not a surfer, but I absolutely love this analogy of the idea of when you are trying to just ride the crest of the wave, when you stay in the moment and on the surfboard, you know, you have – you can – you know, choose this beautiful, you know, kind of free flowing experience, whatever, you know, shape that takes, whatever you applied, you just stay in the moment. But if you get ahead and we start thinking, what's ahead? What if I don't live up to? What if I don't, you know, what if I'm not meeting these standards, you know, at this time, then you can basically fall forward and the wave comes crashing down on you, which is basically the experience of overwhelm right or you or you look behind you and you go oh I should have done it this way I wish I had done this back then then you get kind of sucked back into the rip current right so it's like homeschool was this dance of like learning how to stay on the surfboard and stay in the reality of the moment and w- when I really kept redirecting my focus to what is now what where can I spark their curiosity what can we learn about together and started learning with them rather than teaching at them i mean they they flourished
0: hmm. I love that. It's so true, and it does take a while to get into the rhythm. You know, like if you pull your kids out of school tomorrow, it's going to take a couple months, maybe a couple years, (laughs) until you really get a rhythm going.
1: Absolutely, for
0: most people, you know. Right.
1: And can you lift the pressure? Can you can you take pressure away? What would happen if you took the pressure away from yourself and you just said, "What do I want to create here with my kids?" Because it's your life. Like they're spending a lot of time in school. And I think about that. I'm like, are they are they loving it? Like, I want my kids to like love every bit of their life and to create what they love from every moment in their life. Um, but that takes from letting go of the standards and the external pressures to be able to really step into that and trust that it will it will still provide you know abundance, opportunity, skill,
0: knowledge. Oh yeah, immeasurably really more than we can imagine, um, and building that family time. Yes. You know, getting the siblings to like each other, interact with each other. Oh, yeah. That's a big thing, too. Um, you know, there is some bickering when they're at home so much. But, some? <laughs> <laughs> but when they're away from each other all day long and then they come back, it's like they don't know how to connect with their siblings or their brother and sister. So I feel like um, homeschooling is also bonding.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And and you know, my, my two year old was brought into it because technically he wouldn't even be in school, but he was able to connect with them and he learned with them and to see how he flourished and how they really bonded with him and and you know didn't miss a minute. They love him so much. But yes, I'm not gonna say there is not the bickering. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's, it's just, but it's where you place your focus, right. And, and you have so much more time to create with, you know, not everything, it doesn't have to happen just during the hours of, you know, seven to two, um, you can learn at any time, you know, on trips and vacations and on walks through the park. Yes,
0: yeah, So true. Well, let's get into, I met you at the ho- homeschool expo and I was excited to hear about your new venture your new alternative education program. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about that?
1: Absolutely. So what's so interesting is I had absolutely no plan, no intention, no knowledge that I would be creating my own program after this year. But I personally have been, as I mentioned before, I'm just a forever learner. I'm always educating. And I'm a homeopath by trade. So I've been working as a health coach for 15 years. And then most recently in the last Five or six years as a homeopath, so I help people with chronic health issues, and I fell in love with this um, this form of natural medicine called homeopathy because of its principles. It really it was. It, It was such a beautiful um, ideology more than just a system of medicine. And um, so certainly my family, we use it as medicine and then I help other people learn how to use it. But it's much more than that. It's this beautiful unfolding process that helps reveal an individual's true nature within. And in engaging with that, I have learned so much. And what you know, kind of what, where my journey has led me is, is to nature. So we had this opportunity of this school that was held in Riverbend Park twice a day, a Child that I mentioned before. And then one day a week was at the beach. So we were interacting with nature and as we were doing it, I started to see all of these parallels. So as we were learning, as we were observing, I started seeing these bigger parallels with, you know function and life and humanity and you know essentially it was it was really validating this view that that you know first was introduced to me through homeopathy but in other research as well that nature has this incredible amount of wisdom so like mother nature has ways of solving problems ways of you know Technically, the reason why we learn math, right, is to study the patterns of nature and numeric patterns that exist in the universe. When we study science, right, in these and you know metabolic pathways in biology and chemistry and physics, we are studying nature, and you know even even with history, right, we study like the the how you know civilizations of of animals and human beings have evolved through you know their their nature and natural evolution. So. I'm realizing that what we're learning in school comes from nature, but so much of what we've, what education has turned into is, has really veered away from nature and what it does and nature's laws. So I started studying, um, I've been studying for a while regenerative agriculture, which is this movement that um, is really in contrast to our traditional agricultural system that uses pesticides and kind of forceful practices that's literally depleting topsoil. And it's really, it has environmental consequences. It has health consequences. And I've been studying that for quite a long time. So in learning that, I actually was led to soil, which for most of us, at least for me, was just basically dirt. I didn't really know or define what soil was. And in in the fall, I watched a documentary that's um, available on Netflix. It's called Kiss the Ground. And it really connected the dots for me of what I was learning, and really the greater significance of what soil means um, to in relation to humanity and human health, and then you know our agricultural health. So I started to study the soil, and i, I you know signed up for some courses, and now actually I'm part of this um, kind of mastermind group with a, a soil strategist. And what I learned is that soil is living dirt; it's not dirt. It's actually sand, silt, and clay brought to life by a a community, a community of living beings that work in a, a symbiosis. That basically, where each each organism has its own function, but works together to influence and benefit the whole. So I started to see this picture of soil and all the different species involved in it, and how that had an influence, you know, within even you know human bodies so human bodies have soil technically our 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 microbiome which is our kind of like the living organisms inside of our bodies they do the same and they have this synergy and this way of working in community in service of balance which is ultimately what nature and our human nature is always working towards so i started to see these themes in the ocean in you know in the park in within us and i realized these are some amazingly beautiful concepts and just this one area this one area of focus incorporates biology math creative writing questioning, observation, um, you know art, music, you know um, you know vibrational frequencies, all of these subjects that you know conventionally I learned separately in isolation um, and you know the thing I remember the theme that came up for me when I was in school constantly was why do I need to know this? why do I need to know this? why do I need to know this I used to say that all the time and I thought oh like imagine if I learned these things, in context with the function of life, with my function, with the way the animals around us function, the way the microbes in the soil function, the way the living, you know, trees function. Imagine if I learned these subjects instead of as the thing to learn, but as the tools through which I can explore nature and find wisdom in the secrets that nature holds. So I created a program called Soul to Soil and essentially that's what it is. It's it's learning in a holistic way all of the subjects but as tools for exploration of our connection, humanity's connection with nature, connection with our inner selves and connection with our outer environment um, and it's been an incredible blessing. It almost feels like it's not really of my creation. It's just been kind of moving through me unexpectedly. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just really super excited to share it.
0: That's really fascinating. I'm excited um, for the listeners to maybe be able to look at your website. Can you plug any of your information where they can find more about your, um, your classroom and Yes. What you're offering?
1: Yes, absolutely. So it's going to be an indoor/outdoor program. We're holding the indoor portion in Jupiter, so at our fitness studio, we have a um, some beautiful space for um, exploration, and then we will be uh, holding it at some natural locations too. So there will be a lot of in nature learning. And um, and this particular model is actually Waldorf based. So I did a lot of studying of the Waldorf model, um, which is just amazing. I, I've been a fan of Rudolf Steiner, who was the creator of it um for for many years, his teachings. And um, so we are actually going to be integrating those principles into the curriculum. And I am I just began posting about it on my Instagram, which is at marissa.lavin. So it's M-A-R-I-S-S-A dot l A V I N. And uh, also on Facebook. So um, yeah, I'm we're actually doing a meet and greet info session where I'm going to do a presentation on like why soil, what what's the deal with soil, and then uh, and then what the whole philosophy is of the curriculum, how it's set up. I'm doing that on the evening of May 21st, um, and we're going to have a really beautiful community event in our uh, fitness studio. We're going to do a little mini screening um, and then a presentation, and we have childcare available, so families are welcome. Um, so that's kind of an introductory event, but we will, we'll be reaching out. So if, if somebody can't make it to that event and then wants to learn more, they can just message me through Instagram or Facebook.
0: That's so great. And you're planning on getting started in like the fall?
1: Yeah. August 21st or I'm sorry, 24th is our start date. Um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, we'll be moving. We have, we have five week segments, um, that are lined up with elemental themes. So we have water, air, earth, fire, ether, and universe. And those are the central themes, but we're incorporating um, all of the kind of learning concepts. We're just doing it in an unfolding process rather than kind of a molding, having students fulfill external standards. They will be creating. So they actually will have something at the end of the year to submit to an evaluator. Um, but it'll all be done through this lens of connecting with nature and learning from nature. Yeah. So we're going to be starting that coming uh, just leading up to the fall. So right, probably like a week or two after like the conventional school startup and most of our pods line up with all the vacations and everything.
0: That's so cool. I love that. Um, So lastly, could you talk to the parent who's thinking about homeschooling, but not sure if it's for them, A little bit, you know, worried about how they're going to get going. Can you put some words of encouragement out there for them?
1: Absolutely. What I would say is, and or what I would invite you to do is to just go within. There are so many fears that the mind comes up with. There are so many limitations. There will be a million reasons not to. But ultimately, what I found that I was at the heart of all of those doubts was self doubt and issues with self trust. And if you can just have faith that you will create anything, you are capable of creating anything that you want with your kids, anything that you want with your family, anything that you want in your life, with your health, whatever context, if you can trust and have faith that as long as you connect within, you will have a beautiful experience. That is what you can trust. It really doesn't have anything to do with the external factors and standards. Those are just noise. Those are overwhelm. Just stay with yourself and your inner journey and and just stay with that faith that you can create whatever it is that you want. I w- That would be my best recommendation.
0: Yes. That's good for us always to check in, even during the year. Oh, we yeah. need to get rid of the self-doubt.
1: Absolutely. Yes. It's all about self-trust and it's okay. There's There are reasons. There are blockages there. There are limiting beliefs at play. Um, and they look like the external standards, but really they're just that little, like you said, the self-doubt. It just tries to get you and it and it sucks your energy and, you know, you just need to kind of calm the mind and then just really connect with what do I want? What do I want to feel with my kids in this space of education? And just start there.
0: Yeah. And think about the child that you're raising, not the goal of the education, but who you want to grow as an adult. You know, the person that you're training up. So.
1: Absolutely. Ralph Walder Emerson said, he said, um, the first goal of education is to inspire
0: self-trust. So true. Well, Marissa, I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing about your new offering. I'm excited to have you back on and um, talk to you maybe in the next couple months.
1: That sounds wonderful. Thank you so much for having me out. Of-
0: okay. Best of luck. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast today. If you have a local homeschool story that you would like to share, check us out at localhomeschoolers.com. Special shout out to our sound design by Devin Bowman. Tune in next week to hear our latest episode.